Yes, indeed. The wheels do indeed keep turning on Babs Rolls Ivy. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I've got Christiana Smith in the house. Now, this is one of the best bios I've ever read in my daggone life. I'm going to read the whole thing because it is so well done. So this is this is Christiana Smith. She is a facilitator, a theater artist, intuitive gardener, and queer Black mama. As the owner of Via Arts, she uses play and theater as a mechanism to dismantle institutional oppression and to take up practices that move us closer to liberation. Christiana is the alchemist behind the project Policy Through Play, which seeks to decode local politics and give the general public the tools they need to shift political practice towards a structurally care-centered world. Christiana also uses her social media platforms to explore the intersection, Black queer motherhood and pleasure, asking, how do I hold freedom in a world that tries to keep it from me? In her whole, Christiana practices generative conflict, deep joy, and radical dreaming. Most recently, she released the first of a five-issue zine series. I have it right here. Seed uh, entitled Harvesting Chaos, Seed Packets for Liberated Practice, which seeks to affirm and encourage folks to cultivate habits which align their values and their day-to-day actions. This first seed, this first seed in packet embodiment explores the affirmation, I can hold all of me. Through a collection of images, poetry, and guided rituals, readers are encouraged to take part in the deliciousness of their wholeness. There will be a celebration and a blessing of the project as a whole at Possible Future Sunday at one o'clock. Woo! Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I had to read the whole thing. I was like, it was, oh, she's really reading the whole thing. It's just so, <laughs> it's just too good not to like read it. It's, and read it out loud. Thank you. How are you? I am. I'm good. I'm good. I am. Uh, my baby just started like their first week of schooling. And so we're just moving through like what this new schedule is like. So <laughs> like right now, my ear keeps perking up to be like, oh, is there chaos in the background? And there is not because the child is not on the premises. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, and I'm so, and I'm so pleased and like really thankful that you invited me to be on today. So thank oh, you. Oh, so I'm much. so glad you had the time. Cause you know, <laughs> creating, creating seed packets, you know, <laughs> this is such a beautiful piece of work. Thank you. Talk, talk to me about how, how did you manifest this? What's the story? Oh, okay. So I was, we're going to go back like about a year and a half. And I was teaching, I was co-teaching a DEI, um, like training session with someone else with a, with an older trans activist who had been in the game for a minute and I'm finished, you know, we had split, like she did a couple of classes. I did a couple of classes and I'm in the middle of my second class. And she just stops at one point and goes, Christiana, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. This is, this is beautiful. Like you have to write one. And I was like, this woman just don't read the things I read. Like that's what's going on. It's like, she just don't, she just hasn't like, she's not hip to the people I'm hip to. And I will tell you like in the next week, this thing kept happening. Cause when spirit has a message, you know, it has a message, you know, it's not going to stop. 
So people were emailing me, people were just bringing up in conversation, like, Hey, Christiana, I heard you talk about this thing this way. Where did you read that? Or like, Hey, you mentioned this thing. Where do I read more about that? And every single time my answer was like, well, that's what I think in my head, right? Like, that's how I think about that thing in my head. And then I was like, okay, so maybe I should write something. Maybe I should like, maybe I should like create something. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. So I looked up and my people who are the people who like are here for me, but we can't see them. Right. And I was just like, if y'all want me to write something, you better get me money because I can't be out here making creative projects for free. I don't got the time. I have bills. Like you need to, you need to figure it out for me. And I hop on a zoom meeting. We're doing a check-in and I casually say like, yeah, maybe I'll write a book, but like, if I'm going to write a book, I need somebody to foot the bill. Right. And this person that I'm in the meeting with goes, oh, I know where you can apply to get money. It was literally five minutes within me, like looking up at the sky. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like there's no excuses now. So I applied for this grant. I got the grant. And then as soon as I got the grant, I was like, how do I put anything together? How do I put my thoughts together? Um, and I had been do, I had been at the time working with about 30 organizations, like across <laughs> New England. So I was like, whoo, like I have, I have observations. Cause when you're a facilitator, it's not like I can go around blabbing other people's stories, right? Like that's so rude and like not in line with what we're trying to do here. But I was seeing so many patterns emerge and I was seeing the avoidance and the celebration of certain practices. So I was like, how can I like put that all together in, in one spot? Um, and at the same time, we had just bought our house and I was like making my actual physical garden, which I call the, the sister project. It's like a little bit of a homestead. And I'm going through all these seed packets and I, I'm like, seed packets are so awesome. Cause if you've never picked up a seed packet, it like literally is like, you know, nothing about beans. Who cares? Put the bean in this section of the garden with this much light at this space and then water it and harvest it when it looks like this. And that's how you like, that's how the beans will grow. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, seed packets. Like, that's what I want to put together. I want to put together something that just like allows people to step into the practice without it feeling like super academic or overly complicated. And that's really like where the genesis of it being a seed packet. And once I had the form, I was able to like write out all the seed packets for all five zines. I was able to find people and like bring them on board with really vague asks of things I wanted them to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then it's just been like such a collective like exploration since then. I don't know if that's like too long of a story, but that's the no. Story. Why is that's it too it. long of a story? It's a great story. That that's a good story. That's a good story. So so now so you're gonna do five more of these, right, or six more? Four more of those. Four more. Yeah. And so now, does it feel like it? It'll be easier when you do the next two, the next three. Yeah. So we are we are actively laying out the the next two which are curious because they have titles and covers they already. all have titles and covers so this one's embodiment the next two are curiosity and productive conflict which are going to be released together and they are in they are written we are just doing the we are just doing the um some of the artwork is getting added in um and we're laying them out so they're just as beautiful so it's as beautifully stunning as this issue is um, right now. And then my hope is to have all five released by the end of the year, but also part of this process has been trying to 
live inside the practices that we're talking about, right? So like really as a collective, like as a, as a team of people who are creating this for those people to be experiencing ease, for those people to be able to like experience pleasure in the participation. So we've, you know, I had this whole vision that these were all going to be done by October and, <laughs> and we slowed down because that wasn't, life was not lifing that way. So, you know, so yeah, so it is a lot easier though, because this was such an experiment and it's been a lot, we have, we all have like a flow of how, of what the expectation is of like, sort of what we're creating and it's been so it's been so fun to be a part of like creating this with the team of people who are who are participating in it. I it's a it's a it's it's a if if this is an indication of what the others will look like, it's a beautiful piece of work. So so tell me about who you are and and how did you become Christiana that we see today? How, what's the story? Who um who am I? It's such a big question. Uh so I grew up in Bristol, Connecticut with, um, I am a, I'm the child of an interracial marriage, which in the eighties was not a very common thing. Um, and I grew up in a like very white suburb. And I think that that really informs so much of, of, of who I am because I was just sort of living this dual life of like, I am seeing all these white people, white people around me. I, I don't think I'm having the same experience as those folks, but I didn't have a ton of like black community around me mm-hmm. at the time. So I was just like, how do I like just was translating a lot. And I'm also, uh, I'm definitely neurodivergent. So like how I just process information and like share it to people. I was also like, I'm, I'm very weird in comparison to the people around me. And at first there was a lot of shame in that. Obviously like little kids don't want to be weird. Um, and as I grew up, I really learned that that was like a superpower, that being able to see something in multiple perspectives in multiple ways um, and being able to like disregard the things, you know, to just be like, OK, well, that beauty standard is never going to fit this body. So who needs that? Right. Like being able to sort of toss away these things that I was doing for my own survival, like as a child in a in an early in a, a young adult, um, that once I became an adult whenever that happens um I was like oh this is I'm oh these are like these are cool tools that I've been cultivating these are these are some wonderful things I've been I've been developing for myself I started off as a theater artist so I was in the Long Wharf Theater Residency Program about a decade ago um and I got the opportunity to like really be in the community in New Haven and like teaching kids I did an elder play project at Tower One Tower East for about three or four years um, and just really cultivated a love of civic engagement theater and so I left Long Wharf to start a practice where I was like why do we only do these things when we're getting ready for theater shows like why aren't we doing theater exercises and play as part of how we just like build community with each other or part of how we break down conflict in a boardroom like why isn't that the norm of how we're operating because there's so much to be done that isn't verbal and our bodies and our ability to move around and create art um give us so much more information sometimes than words can give us and so I was doing that and then the pandemic hit and 
I had to figure out how to do that online through a screen. And that's really, I think, where the zine came from was me trying to figure out ways to like, as a theater artist, incorporate the responses that we get from our, from moving our bodies. Like, how do we look, how do we look at something and get that same um, energy? So I'm a theater artist in everything I do, including writing and including um <laughs> making making a zine. <laughs> I love it. So 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 the zine is a very specific thing. How did you know it needed to be a zine? How did you how did you know? Because I you, couldn't you... think of what else it would be. Okay. I knew it was going to be political and I knew it was going to have pictures in it and it wasn't going to have a ton of words. Like it wasn't going to be the so, the focus wasn't going to be words. So I was like, well, it's not a comic and it's not a book the way books exist. So I think it's a zine. And it's funny because my friend Constanza, who did a piece for the zine, she's doing the um, the like doodle notes that are at the beginning of, of, the, of the book. She was like, this isn't really a, she's, she's like a media artist. She's like somebody who really like operates in the written word and in the visual arts. She's like, it's not really a book. It's kind of an experience shaped like a book. And I was like, that is that is exactly what I meant to make. And that's why I think zine really fits the title. You know, like we don't really have great words for these pieces that live in between other other types of art. Mm -hmm. And so so who's the audience for this? Who, who do you want to pick this up? I want black mamas to pick it up. Like if I had to pick only one group of people, it would be it would be tired black mothers who need like five seconds to feel affirmed. Um, I want people who, uh, feel left out of the conversation of liberation, who feel like when, when activists start talking, it sounds, um, too theory. I want those folks to pick it up. Um, and I also want the, the theoretical activists to pick it up. I want folks who are like really interested in analyzing the world to pick it up. And be like, how do I start enacting the world, right? Like, how do we start doing these things rather than just talking about liberation as an idea? What does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, which is why I started with embodiment, because I wanted to really, like, drive home, like, embodiment is the act of doing. So if we're going to be in liberation with one another, if we're going to be in a world that is different than the world we've been handed... Um, or the world that's been manufactured for whom, whomever it was ma manufactured for, right? Um, we need to be doing things. And so mm -hmm. that's the that's the goal of, of starting with embodiment, that we can like actually start a practice of existing different. So is this the same as self-care next level? Or how would you, how, how do you talk about this to people? I, I, I say I'm um a lot. <laughs> I uh I do think it's like self -care. I think embodiment is self-care I think embodiment is also and I think a really dear friend Bridget says um that if we're made out of stars then self-care is universal care is universe care and I think that that's true as well I think that lots of times people are running themselves ragged in order to make something better. And then we end up seeding and cultivating a practice of running ourselves ragged and no Girl. one being liberated in that cycle, right? Yeah. So it's self-care, but not in the 
not in a space of like, go take a bubble bath and everything will be, go take a bubble bath and insurrectionists won't show up to your house. Like it's, you know, like, it's like, it's really about like, what does it mean? <laughs> you know, okay. Who knew that's all it took, right? <laughs> you know, it's really about like, if we, you know, I, I love in the beginning of the book, there's a quote by Audre Lorde um, from, from her essay, uh, uses of the erotic and like this essay really shifted how I thought and she said let me get the direct quote she says um the erotic is the me- is a measure between the beginning of our so- sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings it is an internal sense of satisfaction to which once we have experienced it we know we can aspire for having experienced the fullness of this depth of feeling and recognizing its power in honor and self-respect, we can res- we can exp- require no less. And so this idea that like oppression is happening to our bodies, it is a feeling that is happening in our bodies. And once we know what it is to feel good, we can suddenly be like, oh wait, that thing feels bad. And I know it feels good. So like, forget that thing that feels bad. You know what I mean? Like it's a real, it's a really base knowing of ourselves. And so in order to be there, we need to be able to like drop into our feelings and know when something doesn't feel right and be able to like discern what is wholeness for me right now and what is not. So that is, um, you know, that's, that's really where this starts. So it's not just self-care and the idea of like, you know, self-care for, for bubble baths and whatever. It's like, really like when we start to feel our wholeness, we can start to eradicate the things around us that are no longer providing that. And if you and me are both like, Hey, that thing over there is ruining my wholeness. Is that ruining your wholeness too? Then we can go after that thing, right? Like together. So it's, it's a collective self-care as well. Oh, I love it. So it sounds like, and I, and I, I don't know what the thinking is, but it sounds like there got there has to be some retreats and some workshops to bring some sisters together and and just plant some stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't That's know. listen. This is the hope. The the hope is that like the whole of harvesting chaos is the work that I do moving forward, and so. Like, I want to have people on land. I want to have people in groups with each other. I want to do, you know, like, and I don't have to do these things by myself. These are also things that are happening, like, around, like, we can collaborate with other people who are in our spaces and spheres who are doing this work. But this is, this is definitely going to go beyond the zine. The zine is just really a starting place to get people introduced to the practices and the ideas. And then, you know, after we have an idea of what a practice is, we create circles of practice, right? And so what does like, what does like the knitting circle for embodiment look like? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's I, like, I, that's I understand. What does the that, book club for embodiment look right, like? Right. What does that look okay. like when everybody gets together and they're like, okay, you're working on, you're working on your like deep feeling too. Like what, how do I, you know, how do we, how do we initiate circles of practice? Not, not only that I'm, you know, holding the space for it, but that we are creating together and learning from together. So that's mm. like, that's the vision of the work as a whole. I love it. I love it. So, so what did you learn when you were put, putting this together? What did you, and what did you learn that you didn't know about yourself, about this work, 
about what is needed out there? Yeah, I think that the first thing I learned was how much I got in my own way. And I think that we can tell ourselves that in theory sometimes, like, oh, I get in my own way. But like when when somebody's like, here's here's some money, <laughs> do whatever you want to do, buy, and you're like, I can't do this. It's really obvious who who the person is who's stopping you. So I think, you know, I really, I really had to be in practice with my own with my own greatness and like my own creativity in a way that I hadn't really had the space to do before. So I learned like how often I, I show, I I'm not showing up for myself and I had to be in a bigger practice of showing up for myself. I think I also learned the frustrating thing working on all of these practices is that the reason they're practices is because you have to do them over and over. So they are not, <laughs> so they are not things that like you just perfect and then you're done. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like how every day you have to feed yourself. Like every day you have to like be in the practice of embodying your whole being every day. You have to be in practice of being curious every day. You have to figure out how to be in productive conflict every day. You have to like be throwing something out and figuring out what you're going to harvest from this chaotic world that we're surrounded by. So you know, I, that is to me, the thing that is, is just constantly shocking to me that I am not an expert <laughs> and that I, that it's not just effortless. It's easier, but sometimes I'll just be like, Oh wait, I have to just feel my feelings right now. That is hard. And you know, that is, and like doing this with other people and really being in the practice of it, um, has been, ha- just really like, oh, that's why, that's why this book is needed. That's why this, that's why this zine is needed in this moment, because this is a hard thing to do. Even when you're the person cultivating the practice and writing about it, the doing of it is difficult. And like, we need support and places to ground while we're doing difficult things. Oh, I love it. I I, I want to go back to what you said about, you know, standing in your own greatness. And, and, and I, and I see people struggle with that all the time, particularly when they are when they are given everything that they've asked for or prayed for or manifested. And then it drops in front of them and they're like, I don't know if I deserve this. I don't know mm. if I I don't know if I can do this. I don't know who am I to have this, you know, and, and then yeah. so you start to see the cycle of talking yourself out of the very thing that you said you wanted. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was avoiding starting. It was, I think I noticed it initially because the, the place that had given me money was like, Hey, are you going to use this money we gave you? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, you know, (laughs) that was when I first noticed it. And then I just cried a lot. I'm, you know, I'm just going to be really honest. Like I cried a lot about like, I don't know, like the, I think also like being seen can sometimes be terrifying, right? And not, and you know, you're holding the book right now. You're having your own experience of that. I have no control over what you're experiencing. I was going into a very different art form than necessarily the art form that I feel comfortable with, which is like rooms that I'm in control of and can like shift if I need to shift, right? Um, And so really just like honoring that one, I had a circle of people around me who hyped me up, 
right? Like that was the most important thing. I had people around me who I have, my best friends will just tell me to shut up because they'll be like, that's, you're not even making sense now. You can do that. Can you stop? Can we, can we get to the actual doing of the work? So my best friends and the people who love me know how to, how to like stop my anxiety spiral. And just knowing that like every time I shared a little bit of the project, people's immediate reaction, people who I really trusted, who I knew would, who would be like, in eh, no. like people's immediate reaction was like, this is beautiful. This is needed. I needed to read this right now. And being like, oh, you know what? I believe in my ability to share something that might help someone. And then the last thing that sort of like ruined, like cut the cycle up for me is like, I would go back and read things I wrote and be like, who wrote that? This is really good. This is, you know what? This is, there's some that. I do that often. Yes, I do that often. Yeah, yeah. It's a little freaky. (laughs) (laughs) I read, you know, for curiosity, there's this part, um, the next issue is curiosity and it's talking about the tension between shame and curiosity. And so um, one of the things in it is like shame is a passing whisper sent to call me into my greatest self and I will turn to it and let it know I am divine as I am. And I wrote that one day. And then I went to just review it and I read it again and I cried because I was in such a space where like I needed to hear that like any shame that was coming up for me was something that like wasn't something I had to deal with or own. Like I didn't have to own the words that shame was saying to me that way. Um, But like being in the, being in a process of just reviewing and remembering like we're all in this practice together and that includes me and like, even if I just, per- even if I'm doing all this work, so a future version of myself can read it and benefit from it, somebody pay me to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I love that you, that you, you recognize that everybody will have a different experience with this zine, like, whatever it is, there'll be parts of this that will resonate heavily. And there'll be parts that people are like, aha. I didn't even know. So yeah. that's, I mean, that, I, that is a real artist to sort of be able to let go of some work that you created and let it be what it'll be to other people. What, yeah. what how does that make you feel? Mm. It makes me feel after I, after I moved through my terrified feeling, <laughs> which my ter- you know, my terrified feeling is embodiment is about the tension between survival and embodiment, right? That's what this zine is about. So my terrified feeling is definitely a survival feeling, which says, if people don't know that you have thoughts, they can't yell at you about them. Right. And then I, and then I let that go. And under that, I just feel like what I've witnessed so far is what I'm going to take as truth, which is watching people sink into themselves as they start to read the book. Mm. right and watching people really be like this is true and I feel affirmed by the thing I read here and so everyone will will definitely find something different and my hope is that the people who gravitate towards this work who pick it up who buy it who like delight in it that those people are feeling affirmed and that if somebody picks this up and they think it's trash then like I don't care like I, hopefully they warm themselves by the fire of it. I don't like, you know, like 
I really, I'm really doing this for the people who are going to be affirmed for it, by it. And if somebody isn't, or somebody doesn't like it, like they don't have to, I'm, you know, when I originally did the pre-order, I only ordered 40 copies of the book. Cause I was like, I don't know how many people are going to really like buy this. And in the first week, there were like 30 people that bought copies of the book. And I was like, oh, I need to go up my pre-order. Like I need to go up the print because I'm, I didn't even advertise this really yet. So I, you know, and so for me, I'm just like really enjoying the love and the reception that I've gotten so far and allowing that to be the thing that fuels me. Cause that's, that's what matters to me. That's what mm. I'm for. I love, I mean, I, I, I I, I've not met you uh, except for that day I met you at a, at a Possible Futures bookstore over there on Edgewood and Hotchkiss. Actually, and, uh, I facilitated a, a room with you in it. Oh. It's okay if you don't remember me, though. Girl. I t- <laughs> you meet a lot of people. It was one time. I remember you. I think I'm an old lady. I'm talking <laughs> up to being an old lady and, and just being in too many spaces. But um, you were there with your husband. And it yes. was date night date night how was date night it was amazing what did y'all do because i've been i've been dying because you had she had on this you had on this gorgeous cobalt blue dress that just you. when you walked in and the and the air caught it, <laughs> it you were like this it goddess really was floating it oh was my floating. god i was like who is this goddess Walking they have good there. air circulation and possible futures That's i, I think say. she should rent that part of the space out just so that people could take pictures <laughs> <laughs> um uh we we went out to eat we're from new britain so we came back up this way and we went out to eat like on a patio and had like really delicious appetizers of stuff my kid wouldn't eat and we had alcoholic beverages <laughs> like <laughs> adulting you were adulting and we were just you know what I mean it's like it, I'm sure that sounds boring to some people but I was like what I, the whole time I was like this is incredible this well we is know when you have kids table. you that stuff goes away kind of you know what I mean like you right. have to plan for that when you have a baby because especially when it's a pandemic like it's just like so many things have have really been in the way of date night so it was a really beautiful awesome date night and we were in bed by 10 because that's also <laughs> part of date night <laughs> rest rest is a big part of date it's like, night it's like we, we're gonna build in rest into this thing yes yeah some people are like oh let's have hot sex and swing from the chandeliers <laughs> no no we we gonna get some rest <laughs> we can have hot sex and still be in bed by 10 like by all 10. of these can happen it's uh, there's room for i can hold all of me i love that <laughs> I love and still get some rest. And so and I think up. that's probably the best message of all that you can, you can do the things, but you have to build in rest. Yeah. And, 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 and embodiment is, sounds like to me, um, self-care to the next level, yeah. you know, as women start, particularly black women. Um, and I like when you said, you know, we, we have so many practices of, you know, not, not doing embodiment, <laughs> not doing that. We have so many. So, so this is for a woman so young, you are such wisdom. You have such oh, wisdom. Um, and, uh, and I, I am quite moved by, by it. And uh, I, I, I'm wishing you every success. So each one, I'm going to buy each one that comes out. 
I'm going to run the possible futures and get my copy because <laughs> I want I want the whole collection because yes. I feel like I can I can keep this forever and ever and ever and refer back to it as as I as I need it right is that the idea that's the that intent. is the idea I mean that's how seeds work yeah you know what I mean <laughs> that's how see you get a seed packet you plant it in the ground and the most best thing about seeds or plants is that they just make you more seeds so that you can just keep the seed packet and be like okay how did I make this again let me put these seeds back in here and I can just keep growing this forever and always so you know it's a continuous thing well I I so appreciate oh there we go there There we we go go. I love that thank you Harry for putting that up so um uh, yes so good luck on Sunday Thank you so much. Hope to see you there if you have time. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I've got 50 million things going on, but I figured, uh, but I, I went and got my, I listen to me. I I'm, see you buying it is the most important thing. I think that is. Thank so, you so much. So I bought thank it you. and I'm encouraged other people to go and pick up their copy. So, but thank you so much, Christiana. I really enjoy this. I hope you come back with each launch of each one. So we could talk more about, you know, what these zines uh, what the topic is and what the theme is for each for each one moving forward. Thank Definitely. you. Let's let's do that. You have a beautiful day and thank you so much again for inviting me here. It was my pleasure, my pleasure. And kiss that baby. I will. I will. <laughs> Say hi to your husband. And I I, I'll see you in these streets soon. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. All right, Harry Joes, we're out of here. We are back tomorrow, Thursday. And uh, we'll be talking about whatever we talk about on the Love Baths Love Talk Show. I'll see y'all.